from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the... Yo, yo, yo! Welcome, everybody, to the 2023 edition of the Nickelback-Ass Fans Forum. I'm your boy, Nickelback-Ass. We're here on the Bleed Blue Show as the New York Knicks took care of business at home, 117-114 over the San Antonio Spurs. Knicks now have a record of 21-18 and behind a very, very, very solid, uh, solid night by Jalen Brunson, who scored 38 points on 17-for-27 shooting. Um, <clears throat> I mean, real quick, folks, I mean, um, this game could have been uglier than it, than it really was, considering that the Spurs did beat it six days ago. The Knicks took care of business tonight. I mean, they were just kind of like hand-feeding hand San Antonio tonight. But um, for some reason, um, you know, that five-second call, call, good call on the ref, you know, Sohan just, you know, held on to it. He, didn't, he looked oblivious, and um call was made. But, um uh, big, you know, big win. Um, we needed this one. We definitely did. Um, I mean, there's no other easy way to say it. Um, nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one is the number to call if you want to join in. Join in, Steve. Happy New Year, brother. Welcome to the Nickelbacker Fan Forum 2023 edition. Happy New Year, Nickelbacker Avenue. What's going on, man? You are absolutely correct about tonight's game. Absolutely correct. If they would have lost, that would have been a terrible loss. Terrible loss if the Knicks would have lost. If uh, they would have squandered that lead, even even if that game went into overtime, it would have been a a bad overtime. You should have you know closed this thing out in regulation, and they did. Um, Jalen Brunson was fantastic, and this, you know it's like you know that's just, I can't hide the elephant in the room. Av, we got Dominic with us. We're going to talk about it because listen, as great as. Jalen Brunson has been for the Knicks. He's a steady point guard, a winning point guard when he was in college. But I know Knicks fans are going Google and Gaga what Donovan Mitchell did uh, a couple of nights ago, dropping 71. And, <laughs> I mean, that conversation has got to resurface, even though I am pro Jalen Brunson. But it is, woo, it is hard to, you know, how, how can you not, you know, Deny what he did against the Bulls the other night. You know, we'll talk about this game, of course, the Spurs. But uh, we'll bring on Dominic for you, Av, and he, he says two cents, and you go around and spit your fire. But uh, Dominic, say hello to Av and myself, and and we'll, we're here, man. Good evening, Stephen. Good evening, Av. What's up, fellas? Good evening, Dom. Good, good, good win. Good win. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, <laughs> that was it. That's it. <laughs> it, it did because you know what, Dom, Dom pretty much. I mean, look, this this we needed to have this game. Um, we really couldn't go um, and, and and lose another game to the Spurs, considering you know where they are in, in the standings, where they are in terms of the team as an organization, and you know where you know the strides that we're trying to get, get given. We didn't have um, we we don't have R.J. Barrett still. Um, Obi Toppin um, supposedly was back, but um, he, he's not ready yet, um, apparently. And you know, Brunson was Brunson took care of business, and you know, and, and we're happy for that. But um, I mean, to me, I mean, given 
any team can be had in the NBA, but you would think that a team like the San Antonio Spurs, given the, you know, the, the way their roster is built up, the fact that Pop is on his way out, um, you know, the team is, is, is frankly just a young team and, and whatnot, you would think that the Knicks be able to take care of business tonight. I, I don't understand um, how they were getting beat defensively, uh, you know, on, 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 on a lot of these mismatches with, you know, with Johnson and, um, and, and Sohan. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, do we really miss R.J. Barrett that much, Steve? I mean, what do you think? Do we miss R.J. Barrett that much? A little bit. Uh, we miss him a little bit because uh, he's a second to third option, like we talked about a few episodes ago with Dominic and yourself, Ev, where um, he's Alfred. And the Knicks, the Knicks are going to have any maximum success. Their roster, especially the top guns, have got to be in the uh, got to be in the lineup. So, um, but this was the difference between a win tonight versus a loss versus the Spurs. What last week is the fact that we didn't have Brunson or RJ in that game, and the and the Spurs could not miss. They could not miss. Everything had to go through Randall. And that's a, let's talk about that too, Ab and, and Dom. And then and there's been a lot of chitter-chatter about Nick should sell Randall now that his stock is high. It is high. Let's get it, you know, don't get it twisted. But listen, Randall fits New York. Randall has always been – this is what we kind of expected, probably even a, a little bit more since uh, we signed him in free agency now that we have a steady point guard. The difference was the point guard. You saw what Jalen Brunson did tonight, career high in points. Um, he, he's the reason why we lost the game in San Antonio because he, he – I'm convinced if he played in that game, we win that game. But because everything had to go through Julius Randle and then the secondary score was manual quickly – and plus, the Knicks didn't play no defense to begin with. We were not going to win that game. So, uh, you know, here's the more, more important thing. We could go to, uh, you know, I guess Dom after me. We have to win tonight because the, the, the next few games, the, you know, we don't, go to, we don't play well in Toronto. We play Milwaukee, and I think Indiana's after that. So, you're going to have to – you had to get the win tonight. At least to try – at least to get, what, two out of three in the next uh, the three games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, you know, considering that, you know, how the month of December was stacked up, um, I, I think Randall won Eastern Conference Player of the Month for the month of December. Um, and, and the way things were going, when, when the Knicks were going on that eight-game um, win streak, they finally played, you know, they lost the game against Toronto. Then they go on the Texas road trip, and they, they dropped the first two, um, you know, inexplicably, because, you know, if you look at it, he, you know, Dallas, the, the, the Dallas game. I mean, you, you, they needed Luka Doncic to score sixty something points, and and, and and some and some trickery, in, in, you know, at the end, you know, for them to win. Um, the San Antonio game, you just hit it. The defense um, and, and no Brunson, no Barrett, um, and then you, you know they took care of business in Houston. They took care of business back home against Phoenix, and you know they needed to win tonight because, like you said. The schedule is only getting worse from here on out. Um, you, you know, there's not going to be very many, um, you know, mail-it-in days. What do you think, Doc? Well, here, here's the funny thing, guys. We we, we should have went 3-0 and on that Texas road trip. Because the strange thing is, even in them losses, 
San Antonio has been the only one in probably 20 games to have shot 50% or better from the field against the Knicks. Think about that. Dallas didn't do it, and they won. San Antonio, for some strange reason, guys, call it what you want. Just look at the numbers. They're the only ones who have shot 50%, 50 and 51 against us in the last. Nobody's doing that to us. We're still third in the league in field goal percentage against. Still first in rebound. Why the hell is San Antonio doing it? Without a brain fart, and again, we would down players in San Antonio. But, and, and here's the scary thing. You got so many, so many Knicks fans that want to downplay everything we're doing. Oh, who did we be? You know, this team was missing that guy and that team. But when we're missing players, it's like, uh, no big deal. So it, it, if things were equal footing, guys, we, we should have went 3-0 and in Texas. We should have went 3-0. and Even without that being said, a bonehead play, piss-poor basketball IQ, to let the shooter get a rebound on a foul shot. That's piss-poor execution. Individual piss-poor execution. You can't blame the coach. What is he supposed to do? Go out there and box somebody out? Come on, these are basic fundamental basketball skills, guys. And y'all blew that. So we should have definitely won that game. But hindsight being 25. Guys, we're three games over 500. I think we're getting close to somebody could help me without me pulling it up. We're very close to midway through the season. 20, 21 and 18, 39 games, right? So we're two games away from halfway through. And we're three games over 500, guys. I would venture to say 90% of the people out there didn't think that we were going to be this good or our record would be this good. But that, that being said, you know, we, we needed this win, and not because of the upcoming schedule. We, we need to win some of these games, guys. We can't keep just beating the teams we're supposed to beat. We, we got to start beating better competition. And you know what, guys, again, I can't put the genie back in the bottle with the interest. But don't y'all think we kind of had Philly on the ropes? We let them off the ropes and then got smoked. A close game throughout that we end up getting smoked in. So, guys, to be honest, and I'm going to stop for a second, we need to make a big trade before this trade deadline's over. If we're taking this season serious, and I don't mean championship-type series. I mean, in the playoffs, one round, something. We need to make some sort of splash in this trade deadline. Does anybody agree? Or do we just cash it in and go with what we got? No. Um, no let me hold on. Let me hold on for uh, Avon, uh, we'll go back to you, but let's bring Mr. G on. He's waiting with us. Mr. G's joining in the Knickerbocker Avenue Fan Forum. Av, welcome, Mr. G, to the to the platform. Mr. G, what's good, y'all? Welcome. Um, yes, man, it's it like I didn't want to interrupt. I had to put my phone on mute because I didn't want to interrupt. But it was like Dom was hitting everything on the head, man. As far as like how I feel, like 
the, as far as the road trip, we definitely could have had them games. We should have beat Chicago. We should have beat Dallas for sure. Not hitting free throws, no boxing out. Basic fundamentals, man. Basic fundamentals. Should have should have had those. Um, you know, even with having RJ out, as he said, like everybody seems to turn their back on that or play that off as if it's nothing. Like, yeah, he's a big piece. He's a starter. Just like any other team, when they're missing a, a superstar or all-star, whatever it is, it's a big piece of the team. You got Obi gone. He's a he's a big piece of the um the bench or whatever. Um, I believe in like as far as making a trade, it doesn't have to be big. Like he said, it don't have to be something that's gonna bring us to the chips. That that'd be, you know, you you're looking overboard or you're getting way past yourself or whatever. But to make it past the first round or so, just to to show that we really here. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Can I can I say something? You when we when we yeah, look yeah. at things and when we look at things in totality, whether 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 I, which I always do, believe RJ Barrett is a great Alfred. We have our Batman, mm-hmm. we have our Robin, we have our Alfred. But you cannot just overlook nineteen points a night. That, that's something exactly. you just don't overlook. So exactly. because he's missing, and then we had games where you had guys with 19 and 20. That's 39 points. We were missing mm-hmm. without Barrett and without Brunson. But we're supposed to just exactly. look at it. Well, would have made a big difference. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I mean, you can't put the G exactly. back. That's why I say you hit it right on the head, bro. That's why I say you hit it right on the head as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you can't. You can't. Like I always say, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You got to go with what you got. But damn, you know, you're talking forty yeah. points, and that not to mention whether whether Obi Toppin scores six or sixteen, it's the minutes he plays that gives Randall that rest. Some so, some rest time, exactly. That's right. So we're we're it's 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 been tough, guys. And again, like I said, I'll shut up. Through all of that, guys, through all the ups and downs, the ifs and ands, the, the Nick fans killing Nick with three games above 500. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that, guys. I'll take that. Yeah, that goes without saying. You know, um, the fact that, you know, um, that we're ahead as, you know, you know, we have a, a plus 500 record is, 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 is something that I didn't, I mean, I figured that it would be, you know, rather than the, you know, the 500 or below, um, just given the, you know, the way the, the roster was constructed and the, and the strength of our schedule. Um, and you're absolutely right, Dom. Um, if Toppin does play, maybe you, you can give Julius Randle a spell because he was averaging like 42 minutes a night, uh, you know, over the last 13 games. Um, mm-hmm. that's something, that's something to be, you know, when the winning streak, when the Knicks were winning, people were, you know, were praising Tom Thibodeau, but then when the Knicks started losing, the first thing I, the first thing um, that I, you know, pointed out was, Jesus Christ, how many minutes are you going to play these guys? You know, you can't play, you know, Randall 42, 46, and 45, you know, on a continuous basis, especially when you're on the road. That's something that you just don't do. But here he is doing it. And, yeah, he won Easter Conference Player of the Month for December. But, you know, he was gassed tonight. He was a little bit gassed. I mean, 
Randall was still hitting his shots, but Randall, you know, he's starting. You, you can tell that you know late late in games he's starting to get gassed, and you know we need we do need another player. We do need another you know another piece. I'm not sure where you would you know you would put him. I don't know what if we're, if we're looking at a two guard or we're looking at a, at a center. Um, that's where I would possibly look at you know in, in terms of you know. Um, if you're looking for players to you know to trade for, but the, the fact of the matter is, who's really out there? I mean, we've heard talks, um, we've heard rumors, we've heard you know certain names being floated around, guys like Quickly, guys like Toppin, guys like you know um, like Grimes. We've heard we heard those names before, and but there doesn't seem to be any kind of movement. So, what player are you thinking, Steve? What player are you thinking, Mr. G? Which players are you thinking, Dom? That the Knicks need to go out there because you know. Trading deadline is next month, and, you know, I'm not very comfortable, you know, with, with the roster as currently assembled, you know, to go deep into the playoffs because I just know that, you know, by, by April, we're, we're going to be hit with the injury bug again because of all the minutes we're playing. Uh, I'll say this, and then I'll look, Steve, if you don't mind. I'm still looking at Kyle Kuzma for two reasons. If, if the Knicks, if the Knicks front office does not get rid of Cam Reddish and Fournier, they need to be fired. Because you're not going to sit here and tell me Tom Thibodeau is not playing these guys because he don't want to play them, he don't like them. I think they was like gloves off. Let's not let them get hurt. We want to try to move them. To the Kuzma thing, if you was to package, let's say a Fournier. Or Reddish, do you know we could actually hoodwink them and give them back their pick they gave us? The thing is, we're going to have to spend some money. And we may have to, and, and again, guys, when you look at things a little long term, Kuzma's going to have to start over Grimes. No, no, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. We, we got Grimes on the low for the next couple of years. And there's nothing wrong with him coming off the bench and adding some more firepower to that bench. But now you got a guy that can do more than one thing. He could be possibly that guy that alleviates Randall from having to do too much. Brunson from having to do too much. R.J. Barrett from having the ball in his hands doing something bizarre too much. He gives us a couple of different avenues of approach. So I've been stuck on that guy for for a minute now because of, like I said, we, we – if they don't get rid of Fournier and Reddish, guys, this will be the biggest egg on this front office face since not drafting Halliburton. That's all I can say about them. All well, right, all right. You have, I, I, where it's no argument for me. I mean, I'm sitting back and listening because, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement with Mr. G and you, uh, Dom, and, and Av. Of course, we definitely got to make a splash. And it's not really about winning a championship. I was going to say mm-hmm. at least get to the second round. Oh, you, you did say that. You said uh, get past the first round, so it's the same thing. So, yeah, I totally agree. So I, I'm looking at it from a small scale of, like you're right, Dom, um, we weren't on the week of Christmas. Uh, that shit versus Dallas. I'm, I, Av, Av said he couldn't sleep that night, and I told Av, I fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> I, I woke up to the bullshit. I said, okay, okay. Like, how did this happen? And, if, if, and then I saw that he went for 60. I said, this is this is crazy, man. And Don, I, I want you to chime in real quick. Did this dude literally pass, like, Larry Bird as far as – you know how Larry Bird used to kill the Knicks in the 80s? 
Did, did was that like Beyond Bird type shit that he pulled in Dallas? No, not did yet. Still that game? Not yet. Not no. yet. Okay. Not yet. Because okay. I, I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I can't do it, Steve. Because one, maybe I'm a little more old school. We these, these players, and, and I'm not taking nothing away from them, but these players have free reign on offense now. So these oh, numbers true. that they're putting up are due to the what, what the NBA wants. The NBA didn't want defense. They didn't want hand checking. They didn't want people getting knocked on there. They didn't want 90 to 87 games. They wanted this. So this is what you got. So to compare, I mean, you can't, again, you can't go back and say, could he have done that? But you can say, Steve, with, with the way they're playing defense in the league nowadays, Larry Bird might dude, average 50 a night. Dude, dude, you're going to laugh when I'm about to tell you this because I am 300% in, in agreement with you. I told, to, I told my young boy today, that we had this conversation. This is going to be, I'm going to have to put this on a separate podcast outside of the Knickerbocker Avenue Fan Forum and all the show. Now, I literally had this conversation earlier today with my young boy talking about LeBron versus Michael talks, right? So it really came down to old school versus new school. So I said, I said, okay, what rules are we playing? Are we playing with the 90s rules or are we playing with this 2023 stuff where we can't even touch these dudes? Like I said, the, I said, come on, man. The, um, the OKC Thunder literally put up 150 on what's supposedly the, the Eastern Conference champion Boston Celtics. That would never have happened in the 90s, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, I'm, I'm back in your point. They can't, nobody plays defense, man. Back you know, in the like, day, Steve, Back, back in the day, Steve, if, if the Eastern Conference champions were scored 150 points on, that's because at least seven players were probably injured and they didn't play. That's the only way that something right. like that would ever happen. But, guys, it, go, it goes back to, and I don't want to be right or wrong, it goes back to what I said. we all seen this, guys. We've known each other since most of this transformation has taken place. It has gotten worse and worse and worse and worse since I met y'all. The NBA didn't want this, this, and this. Like, you know, like chicks love the long ball. I guess chicks love points. There was a, there was a time last year, guys, where the Lakers went six consecutive games giving over 130 points. Giving up 130 points a night in six straight games. Some teams didn't score 130 points in two nights back then. So you can't you can't overlook that genie in the bottle, guys. You can't say what a what a Larry Bird, what a Michael Jordan, what a Kevin McHale, what even Elijah Wan and them would do in this NBA. Oh man, it would be I know they insane, have a guys. Oh, they have a field day. Yeah, it would now, be I'm insane. gonna bring that. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring that conversation to Twitter tomorrow. Because my young boy was really because like, he, he no, no no not to my young boys man like like twenty five oh. talking about how you know talking about LeBron would have went through the eighty eight eighty nine pistons no he would not <laughs> not without bruises and, <laughs> no. no what are you talking not about not like or something no, he would not for nothing but he would have started them injuries way earlier I tell you that much oh, he yeah, there's no right. way. Yeah, you, you don't. He would have got his own, but he would have been injured. I will tell you one thing. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. Exactly. The difference. The difference is get, those teams. Those, injured, those were bro. real teams. They had real specialists. They had real yes. units. They they passed the ball at set offices. And, and they got. They had their are, guys. 
Uh-huh. You know, they had that guys that was going to take you out, like, right. if right. you thought you was coming to the rack on the regular. They had their, right. they had their guys set up just for that. Like, all right, right. look, right. Right. you're going to go in there, and, and, and you're going to bully ball. Right, right. That was the beginning, and that's guys. The I know some of y'all. Go ahead, go ahead, some of y'all read the book. I know some of y'all have read the book, The Jordan Rules. Yep. If, yeah, if, yeah. If you never read the book, The Jordan Rules, I, I, <laughs> I recommend you reading that because that began that began the transformation. They was tired of seeing Jordan getting knocked upside yeah, yeah, the head. Yeah, calls. Right, getting thrown all over the court. That was the beginning yeah. of the gradualization of the NBA wanting more offense, less physicality. So yeah. you take even from that time, guys, where the transformation began to where we're at now, man, them, them dudes, be, I'm telling you, Jordan, Bird, McHale, Elijah Wan, these dudes would be averaging 40-something points a night. You wouldn't be able to catch them. You, you, every, everyone on this line is 100% correct. But like I said, but the, the difference is those teams ran through set offices, like real, you know, real ball oh. off the ball offices. I mean, there's yeah. one or two teams that do that today, but everything's one-on-one today. If you really look at these games, yeah, most pretty of these much. systems one-on-one. They don't do they, yeah. Listen, they, you couldn't get away with that shit, with the, those rules back then. You couldn't. Playing like that, like one on one. No, could you, could, isolation. Hey guys, guys, right, could right. you imagine? Could you imagine back in the day, you know, when Riley was coaching? I mean, Riley would have done, would have allowed it a little bit with the Showtime Lakers, but then if he would, you know, but then when he took over the Knicks and it became that no nonsense um, uh, defensive minded coach, that would have never happened. That's probably why the you know the biggest reason why, you know, he, he just kind of stepped back and said, you know what, Spolster, it's your turn, because he'd be coaching now. He'd be. I, I think he'd still be coaching right this day if if, if if the rules were still similar to what they were back in the nineties. Remember though, remember Probably. even yeah. with the even with the Showtime Lakers, there was that stretch where Riley began that transformation that he carried over to the Knicks. He saw where the NBA was going with the physicality, the, the Showtime flying to the basket, no look passes, was being replaced by getting knocked on your ass. Getting chokehold and going to the hoop. So he saw that coming. So he was at least able to bring some of that to the Knicks. But that's four or five years into that, that era, it began to slowly but surely totally go away because he did it in LA. He had to do it against teams like Chicago, Detroit. Them teams were playing physical, the Knicks. So when he came to the Knicks, he still had that mentality. The NBA, in their infamous wisdom, said, we don't like this type of basketball. We want more scoring. So, like y'all said, and I'll shut up, scored 150 points last night. The Grizzlies, guys. <laughs> I mean, not the Grizzlies. Oklahoma. Yeah, OKC. Scored 150 yeah. points, guys. Really? Without what's his name? Without SJA. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, All right. Crazy. This is what you wanted. This is what you wanted, guys. Come on. I didn't want it. Mm-mm. No. And Steve, words to the wise. Leave them young boys alone on Twitter. <laughs> they're, they're never going to be wrong. They're never going to be wrong. First of all, they didn't see it. They didn't see what we're talking about. We've had the luxury to have seen both of it. 
we seen then and we see now. We're not going by something we read or a YouTube highlight. We actually witnessed this. Them young boys, nah, no knock against it, Steve, trust me, but they didn't see this, man. They didn't see this this type of betting. No, no. They don't even know. Right, right, right. Steve, let me ask you. Yeah, a I'm a... One of my favorite okay. one of my favorite basketball players. How many points would Adrian Dantley score in today's NBA? Man, twenty nine thirty a night usually. He, he scored thirty five a night. Thirty five a and, night. And, and, and I said his name. I brought his name up. I brought his name up. I said Adrian Dantley. Adrian Dantley. I Dan. brought his name. Mm-mm-mm. Please, please, a legitimate right, right. scorer. Scorer. This league, because yeah, guess because he can do both. He can shoot and he can bully you. So right, how right, are you right. going to stop that in today's weak ass NBA? I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, dude, I'm gonna have to unpack this like in a separate podcast, and you know, we'll 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 we'll, we'll talk about it. But Av, as far as your Knickerbockers, I agree with the guys as far as the trades. Um, yeah, you know, somebody like a Kuzma would make sense. Uh, they're gonna need somebody who who could score and is not afraid to shoot and, and be in attack mode. But it, it, the goal is really to get past that first round. Beyond playing past first round, that would be a, a, a nice start in the right, right direction uh, for the regime. I, I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think any Knicks fan right now listening listening to us would agree with you one hundred and ten percent. You know, even. Even the most overzealous Knicks fans would even say, you know, second round, you know, maybe on the cusp of the Eastern Finals, who knows? Even the most the, the most outrageous thinking Knicks fans. But you're absolutely right. The Knicks need to make a trade. Um, what does that mean? What, how is that going to look like? You know, who's it going to be? Um, somebody who can shoot the three and, and, and can, you know, run, it can play some kind of defense. And I think Kuzma kind of fits that on that bill. I think um, yep, he does. Uh, I, I, I think that you know, you know, a Levine can kind of fit the bill a little bit. Um, yes, sir. There's a, there's a couple other guys out there, but you know, but you know, they're not being mentioned because you know it's kind of a weird trade, you know, trade season. Uh, um, the amount of rumors that you hear, you hear about players possibly getting moved from the Knicks to somewhere else, but you're not hearing a lot of other players being considered. Um, not even the usual suspects, not even the Kyrie's or the Westbrooks or, or, or even the Durant's at this point. You're not hearing you're not hearing any any noise on that front. So um, I'm t- I'm just very curious to see as to which teams are out there, and maybe you guys you know probably seen or out there in the Twitterverse or something like that 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 you know that may be compelling that maybe something you know what the Knicks can do that. You know I, I know. Um, I know, um, you know, one of the one of our fellow bloggers, you know, saying that Toppin's being mentioned in talks against uh, with Indiana. I don't know for who they, they, they didn't specify, but there's talks about that. There's talks about, you know, um, obviously, you know, the obvious suspect of Cam Reddish and Kevin Fournier. You know, where are they going to go? Um, and realistically, who, you know, where would they fit? I mean. Fournier can fit pretty much anywhere, you know, any contending team that, you know, that, that requires shooting. I, I'm, I'm sure Philadelphia would love to have him right now. But um, I don't know. Considering that, the, you know, the Knicks are only, you know, they're sitting at six right now in the East. They're tied with Indiana at the same identical record. They're five, you know, they're five and a half out in the first place. And, and they're only three behind Philly. So it's it's pretty much anybody's, you know, guess at this point. Um 
Steve, we'll come back to you real quick. Um, Randall, Rand, you know, it's always been you know, a hot topic with Knicks fans. Trade him, don't trade him. We love him, don't love him, whatever the case may be. The month of December, as I mentioned before, he was, he was named Eastern Conference Player of the Month. What do you say to, you know, to his performances and, you know, what does he need? Like, what other weapons does he need? I mean, shoot. Uh, I mean, everybody on this line, since the day we were in free agency to get – remember, we had those talks in that summer a couple years ago – years ago, and talk about getting Julius Randle from the Pelicans, right? I, I mean, he's actually doing more than I expected, you know? I just don't understand. Like, I don't – I'm not in that social media space all day long where to the point where Nick fans are dragging Julius Randle. I remember those conversations last year it's vividly – that TNT game, we always always reference that game where they'd rather cheer for Stephen Curry to make three-point records on our home court than support Julius Randle, so he decides to get, flip him the bird. And I'm actually supporting Julius Randle for flipping the bird. Like, yo, this dude is literally – people complain about a guy who wants to come to New York, like kind of like, you know, in a situation like a mellow or whatever, trying to force your way to New York. You finally got he, – he's not maybe not the most talented, but the dude works hard. He works hard. He plays his ass off. And he and I think in his mind, Ab, he kind of tries to take things into his own hands where when sometimes there's situations in the game where people are shy, especially last year. Uh, you know, when you don't have a point guard, you're deferring to Alec Burks. You don't have a floor general. Uh, that's the one thing I wish he did clean up more, and this is where Jalen Brunson, who's been absolutely fantastic, and you can see is paying dividends to other guys on the team, including Randall. So the point I'm saying is, I, you, you're never going to hear it. Well, not never, but up until this point, I have been anti – I have not been an anti-Randall guy. You know, I mean, for the last, what, two years we've been doing this with, this, with you guys? I mean, I had no complaints. He's been, he's been playing his ass off. <laughs> How can you not tell? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, 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 I've never been one of those, you know, those, those nah, moving Randall and Buckeyes. But every time, every but, but every time that I you know I, I go on Twitter or I go on uh, I go on, on the social media spaces and I and I hear the talks and I hear you know the, the you know the, the proposals the ideas the, you know the trade machines and all that stuff I you know it's interesting just the you know just the reasoning and logic behind Nick fans as to why they want it done and 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 like the the majority of the reason that, that I've heard is that. People say that um, that Julius Randle plays like Carmelo Anthony, but he's not Carmelo Anthony, and or it's the same thing as Carmelo Anthony. And I'm looking at it it's like, mm, I don't see it. Uh, I'm, 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 I mean, I just don't see it. Um, Dom, do you see it? No, I don't see it for a couple of reasons. Carmelo Anthony never got you five assists. Carmelo Anthony rarely got you ten rebounds. So let's put that in perspective. I'm not knocking Carmelo. They had totally, they had two totally different games. But to the point of Obi Toppin, I'll say this, guys: if the Knicks do trade him to Indiana, they better get Warfin. He better be one of the players in that deal because he's going to be the Warfin is going to become the Cam Reddish of Indiana. With that, I forgot how to say his name. That rookie that Indiana got that's lighting up the league. 
Matcha, yeah. whatever his um, name is, zero zero. He yeah, this, yeah, this kid could possibly yeah, be a rookie of the year in six minutes. He could possibly be rookie of the year in six minutes. <laughs> yeah. So Duarte, Duarte may be the odd man out. So if the Knicks could get him on the low for like uh, a OB Toppin and one of these other bench players that ain't playing, hey, this kid is good. I have talked about him a few times, Steve Duarte. He, yeah, he's got talent. And he's another oh, yeah, no one. He's athletic. He could do more than one thing. And it goes out. He he would be a he would be a plus. And you're only giving up Obi Toppin. That's a good deal. That's a good deal, guys. Nothing against Obi. I just don't see Obi being what some of these cray crays on Twitter think he's gonna be. I, I don't see it. <laughs> Nothing against him. He could be a good ball player. But, you know, I don't see a – I don't know. He got caught up earlier in the year. He hit a few threes. Everybody thought he was the American sniper, and then all of a sudden he couldn't hit a shot because he came back to earth. He's not a good shooter. He's a slasher. He's not. So until he develops more – and he's not young, guys. He's not a kid like some of these kids. So – uh, I think the Knicks could afford to move him, again, depending on who they get back. Let, I will say this, guys, before I stop. The one good thing we could say about our front office, though they haven't done a lot, they haven't gotten beat. They haven't got to that point where we get on here on a Wednesday and say, man, they got hoodwinked in that trade. They haven't done that yet. <laughs> yeah. Agreed, agreed. They, they definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I'm, I want to follow up on because because the Chris Duarte thing is some, is something interesting to me, especially you know, uh, um, he's a Dominican player and you know I'm Dominican and you know how us Dominicans are with our with our countrymen. Um, if you bring him back, let's say the trade is Obi Toppin and Cam Reddish, and, and maybe a draft pick for Chris, Chris Duarte and and some compensation along the side. Where do you play him? Do you start him? Do you, do you is he coming up the bench? Yeah, no, he got to start. He's got to start over over Grimes. Again, guys, there's nothing against Grimes. But when you got a guy like that who's seasoned, and again, we got Grimes on the low for the next. Matter of fact, we'll be getting Duarte on the low. So you got two players on the low. May the best man win. If it don't work out in a year, year and a half. What is balling? Put him to the spot. What is balling now better than the other? That's it. Make him work for it. Yeah. And if it don't work yeah. out, we shake his hand and say, thank you for your service. We're not investing. That's the good thing, guys. If we get a guy, the scary thing about Kuzma is he's going to get paid next year. So are we going to be willing to, to, to take him on, not as a rental, but we're going to have to blow out that salary cap pay up. with a yeah, guy pay like Forte. Yeah, 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 with Forte, we got him on the low. So mm-hmm. that wouldn't be a bad deal, guys. I get that. That makes sense. And like you that said, he's not, you're only giving up maybe somebody like Obi or something. Yeah. The money, the money's right, but the talent's a little slanted toward Duarte. Yeah. yeah. That's just me, guys. Agreed. I ain't saying I'm right. I'm just agree. Hey, hey, Ev, I have a question for Mr. G. Matter of fact, all for you, all you guys. Can I ask Mr. G a question and then and, and by all means, for you guys. Two Shoot. two part question, hey, for you, yeah. Mr. G. Um, number one. Um, 
it's about our point guard situation. Um, I, I don't know the answers. That's why I'm asking you here on the Nickelbacker Avenue Fan Forum. Post game win over the Spurs. By the way, um, would you okay, Jalen Brunson? What are your thoughts on him as a nigga? Are you happy, satisfied with him? And then I asked that with the preface of. There was a lot of Knicks fans because I don't know where you stand on the Donovan Mitchell. And I, I, we cannot ignore the seventy-one points. I mean, that's just been there. Uh, so, I would you rather have Donovan, or you you're you're so happy, you know, with you know with Jalen? That's the right move for the Knicks. And part two, and then this is more so for uh, Av and Dom. Quickly, how he's been playing, and are you got you know we've talked about his development and growth for. You know, a couple of seasons. And what are you guys thoughts now that he's getting a lot of more time because of RJ's out and things of that nature? But you first, Mister G. Um, can you repeat the the second part of the question? The second part. Oh, oh, the second. Okay, the second part was more about uh, quickly Emmanuel Quickly's uh, development. Oh, I feel, I feel. Uh, how he's been playing. Yeah, I got gotcha. yeah. All right. Well, as far as Brunson. I'm not, I'm not going to front. Yeah. I wasn't sure whether he was going to bring, like, bring it. And as you said earlier, for me, he's bringing it. He's that guy. You needed a point guard, man. You needed a for sure point guard, and he's showing us he, he he's that guy. Um, Quickly, he, don't get me wrong, he's he stepping it up. He, he started off slow the season, and he, he seems to be stepping it up. But... I mean, it, ah, that's tough. Like, he's looking good. <laughs> as far as, like, if you, if you could make a trade or something like that, I, I don't know if I would go against it or not. Like, especially you could get a a, a guy for the load, like Don was mentioning. Uh, ah, man, that that's tough. Cause he, he does give you that, that range when when he gets on. Well, when he's on fire, he, he could – he got some range on him. He He's gritty. He plays some defense. So the the Brunson thing, uh, as far as the Brunson, I, I feel that, that that was the right move. Um, mm-hmm. I I love Dom and all that. You know, I love Mitch or whatever, but we needed a point guard, man. We we needed a point guard for so many years. Mm-hmm. IQ, I love his de- development. I, and I liked him since he came in. But like I said, if they think about making a trade for him for something a little better or whatever, hey. Mm-hmm. Hey, ain't no attachments, as um, Dom <laughs> said as well. Like, ain't no attachments over here, really. Yeah, Dom's cutthroat. <laughs> Dom's cutthroat. Hey, man. I, I, I don't feel too much cutthroat. I feel like, yo, man, like, yeah, we're trying to get somewhere. We're trying to progress. <laughs> You know what, though, guys? Imagine if you look at it per 36 minutes, Emmanuel quickly has one of the best defensive ratings in the NBA. Yeah, man. That's why I said he brings that defense, too. And here's the scary thing. I got a friend of mine. He lives in Florida. He's, he's a – Ab would love this guy. He's more into numbers than me. He was telling me, Don, calm down with quickly. I've noticed in his three years in the NBA. He don't start shooting well till January. I'm like, man, how you come up with that shit? He said, Dom, I looked yeah, at he... October, November. He don't start shooting well till January. But here's the difference this year. This year he started out slowly, but he's been playing defense, guys. He's one mm-hmm. of the reasons 
we're third in field goal percentage again. He's been locking down some dudes, man. Him and Grimes together, that's that's some good defense, fellas. Serious. Yeah. I mean, woo. Yeah. And then coming off the bench, too. That, that's big time. Yeah. And that's why I said, and I'll let Ab get to his next question. If you got Grimes, if you had a Levine, a Duarte, uh, a Kuzma, and then you had Grimes coming off the bench with quickly, yeah, man, that's that's a yeah. good shooter, two decent shooters. And, yeah, I think that I think and he, gra- he grabs boards. Quickly. Yeah, and they're, they're well, both. As far as Kuzma, player. like you know, he grab he grabs he grabs boards. He, oh man, that that'll be. Uh, He's very versatile. That'd be a good addition, then, like man. I said, yeah, he, got, he really you got is. Grimes, you got Grimes and quickly locking your backcourt down, coming off that bench. Mm. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's the a hell only of a issue. The only issue I have with the Kuzma idea is just what it would cost. Um, yeah, just to get him here, and then yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just to just to get him here, and then. Once he's here, how much is it going to cost us to keep him? Um, and, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's and, a lot. And, it's going to be million. a lot. It, yeah. it, it, it'll probably even be more with the salary cap going up um, next year, supposedly. But, but remember, even something, more than that. remember something, Ab, and I say this all the time. The Knicks have been, the Knicks have been pretty stingy. To be the, the most, to be the highest grossing NBA team, they haven't gone into the salary cap in years. So no, if you have to do it, and remember, if you give them Fournier, Reddish, even if you had to give them two draft picks, one of those draft picks are a pick we just stole from them. So we're giving them back their pick and one of our picks. That's, yeah. a, that's a good deal. But it is. are you going to pay them 20-something million? Hmm. And that's good. That's the you see, that's the big uh, you know big question you're dealing with because you're already paying RJ, you're already paying um, Mitchell, you're already paying uh, um, Randall, and you're already paying Brunson, you know, Brunson, over twenty yeah. million each. So you know, is, I mean, yeah, they'll have his bird rights, so that, so they'll go over the cap. But the problem is, is that you know what kind of flexibility is that leaving them? You, you know, go you know to to fill out the rest of the roster. Even though you're you're bringing back the majority of the team back anyway, I think because um, I don't even think quickly. I don't think quickly is is up for a qualifying offer yet, or maybe he is. I'm, I gotta check. But it, it, I mean, it's dicey. But um, um, Steve, to answer your question, <clears throat> um, you know that I, you know that I was excited for Dominic Mitchell, but I, but. You know, for the price that, for the price that you know that, that that was being asked and everything that you know that was being discussed, I was never for it. Um, and, and I feel that the Knicks made the right move, um, not not getting hoodwinked in that, in that situation, as Tom would say. Um, and you know, Jalen Brunson has been more than than advertised. Um, he's he's been nothing but like, nothing short of the guys that I I say that you know the the biggest reason why we're twenty one and eighteen right now is due to the fact that Jalen Brunson is on our team. And Julius Randle now has a point guard to defer to, you know, and play with right. and, and and rock off of. Um, and to and to the second question about Emmanuel quickly, um, over the, over the last few starts that he's had, I mean, he's been balling. 
Um, and he, I mean, yeah, he still takes some, you know some ugly shots here and there that sometimes make me cringe. But, but you know that's no cap or anything. The thing is, is that um, he's been balling, and just like Dom said, he's been locking down some dudes that you know that often get quiet. Obviously, he couldn't do nothing against Luca because you can't do nothing against Luca anyway. You know, and and you know. He did okay last night, the, the other night against you know against the Suns. He did okay the, the other night in, in Houston. You know he is he is a, um you know a, a pest you know to the opposition backcourt, and he does get a couple of rebounds here and there. It's not like he's just you know just sitting outside of the line just doing nothing. He's actually attacking the rim. He's doing he's going inside outside, and he's setting guys up perfectly. So you know uh, if Emmanuel quickly is one of those guys that are you know are being discussed. Um, all I gotta say is that, you know, I'm not attached to him 100%, but we better be getting something good for him um, because he is worth it. Um, you know, and if it means that, you know, we have to include him for the, you know, to get Duarte, Indiana may have to forego a couple other things, to, you know, to, 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 to make that to, to make that a little bit sweeter for Knicks fans. But um, and hey, yeah. He, if you lead us to some final thoughts or another question you have, but lead us into some final thoughts as we've got to wrap up. Oh, so we'll let you out your cage. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I still get told what to do around here. What, 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 what can I do? It's all good. Um, no, no, man, stop. Uh, um, all right, Dom, you know, upcoming schedule. We got Toronto. We got um, Milwaukee, we got Indiana. I think we have a game against Washington, and and, and then it, it, it kind of like you know dwindles down a little bit. Any predictions? Four out of five. Wow. And do you want to back that up, with or if if Milwaukee keeps playing these part-time lineups, <laughs> we might be able to sneak one out there too. But I'll, I'll stay with. I'll stay with four out of five. I know the Knicks have had trouble in Toronto, but these are the things we got to get past. So I'll, I'll stay with I'll stick with four out of five, which would put us what seven games above five hundred. Mm. I'm liking that. I'm liking seven, that, Mr. G. Same That's that's not bad, fellas. That's not bad, Mr. G. Absolutely. Same question. I I was thinking three out of five at first, but I, hey, four out of five sounds better. But I was thinking three out of five that we could say three out of five. All right, and Steve. Uh, Toronto. I really, I really want that Toronto game. We haven't won there in a long time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could definitely get the the last three on there. The Indiana game is a tricky game because they're sneakily good when they want to be. Uh, best. Best case scenario, four out of five. I say worst case scenario, three out of five. I say best case is uh, five out of five. Uh, worst case, one, because <laughs> um, you never know. Um, you, you never know. You, you, you never know what the Jekyll and Hyde Knicks every now and then. So let's go around for final thoughts and wrap this up real quick. Uh, Dom, give us uh, what about a minute, two minutes. Well, when you when you go beyond what we've said. And with the schedule, it becomes even more favorable for us up until the All-Star break. So there, there's a possibility, guys, that we could be nine games over 500. 
<clears throat> at the break. And again, wow. here we go. If we're eight, nine games above 500 going into the trade deadline, I think it's time to put your gear cap on. And you've got to make a move. You don't have to make a move saying we're going to win a championship. But if you're going to sell that we're going in a certain direction, then you've got to show us. Because this front office has not done that. Like I said, they haven't gotten beat in a trade, but they haven't made one either. They haven't made no splash in no trade. And remember, the Knicks had Jalen Brunson when the Donovan Mitchell thing came up. I wasn't for it. I wasn't against it. But when I look back at it now, I don't think that the price tag could have been that high where you couldn't sacrifice picks, and some bench players for an all-star. That trigger should have been pulled. Unless something came up that we don't know about, I don't know what the Knicks' best offer was. You know, our front office don't talk too much. But going into this trade deadline, guys, like I said, keep your eye on it. We'll talk during this time. If we're eight, nine games above 500 come trade deadline and we don't make a move, that's shame on the front office, fellas. You know, that's egg on our face, especially if we still have Cam Reddish and Fournier when you've had them sitting for game after game after game. That's serious egg on our face. I think this is the year, guys, that this front office is going to pull a trigger and they're going to get something here to at least get us out the first round and build moving forward. And on that note, guys, you know I love you, Steve. You're my boy, Steve. I got to say this, though. When we talk about Julius Randle, that young lady you went to the game with in Texas, Miss Nix, I still got her receipts. I still, oh, I still got oh, her I receipts. Saw, oh, he's talking about Anna. Yeah, Anna's been. She knows him. She's been on the show before. I saw her. I I, I didn't go to the game with her, but I saw her at the game because she was she did mm-hmm. the uh, the Texas tour. So, you know, she went to three games. But uh, you know, yeah. listen, you you, you guys was, already know. She was one of those. Know. She was one of those. I kept her receipts. Get him off my team. Blah blah blah. Yeah, <laughs> I got your receipts, Anna. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's gonna, she gonna, she gonna text me later, and she's gonna be like, "Yo, tell him I'm waiting for my receipt." <laughs> Because she, she listens in. She, I know she listens in every now and then. And she, and she does it you know, to support us and support the team. But I'm pretty sure she's probably listening. She's, she's going to text me later. Just, uh, yeah, hilarious. I mean, a lot of big fans have receipts, man, about that. We, it's, oh, yeah. It's easy to find. Oh, absolutely. Easy to find. <laughs> Mr. G, final thoughts from you, sir. And thank you for joining in today. Oh, uh, man, thank you for having me. Um, damn, man. Um, I really can't say too much right now. I'm sorry because I'm, I'm on the road. But that's I really wanted to say thanks for having me. And let's go next, man. I, <laughs> I got to get off this phone right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep all right, all right. Well, dress it. Keep your head up in uh, Facebook, Jill, bro. Appreciate y'all. And y'all, y'all fellas have a great night, man. Once again, thank you for having me. Appreciate you, bro.
Yeah, yeah, appreciate you, man. Thank you for holding it down in in, in, in the KGYR. And oh, you always could come on, man. Every Wednesday with Nickabaka Ave, man. Steve, final thoughts from you, sir. Listen, man, the are playing very good basketball, and uh, I, you know, the, I was kind of disappointed in uh, the, the two of the the, the games in uh, Texas, the, especially the, the Dallas Maverick game. Holy Jesus Christ! Or even the Bulls game. You know, missing all those free throws. That's another thing. Me, the, the Knicks got to hit their free throws, dude. I mean, that is that is it's piss poor, man. It's an eyesore. Uh, they they should have they should have never lost that Bulls game because of the free throws alone, right? So, but other than that, uh. The quickly Grimes McBride combination that guard you got your young boys playing defense on the perimeter and then it goes to to, to Dom's uh, stat about opposing uh, uh, defense. I mean it, the proof the proof is in the pudding. You know I've been for it and and it preserves miles on their roles if you decide to keep them or you know if you want to strip them off or keep them if some sort of um, uh, uh, specialist rotation later on, but it develops the young guys. But Randall's been a beast. There's no way around it. He's been a beast. Uh, love his play. And, and Av, uh, tomorrow, if, and Dom, if you like to, we're just having a celebration party for the Big Blue Football Squad. It's a call-in celebration show for making the playoffs. So call in Av if you want to you know, chop it up and celebrate the Giants playoff entry. And let's go Knicks. Sangre Azul. Yes, I'm going to all day, every day. Um, congratulations to the New York Giants on making the playoffs. Um, obviously, you know, this Sunday, you know, they got a game against the Philadelphia Eagles to close of the season, um, a game they don't even need to play or even need to win. But if they want to play spoilers, since, you know, Philadelphia is out there, you know, trying to claim the number one seed. Um, and, you know, they got Dallas and San Francisco on their, you know, breathing down their back. So, it ought to be interesting. We'll see how how Brian Dable plays you know plays his regulars and see how it goes on. But um, on to our Knicks, uh, folks. This is this is the win we needed. We got it. And um, you know, after an eight game winning streak to a five game losing streak, you know, it's really nice to close out 2022 with a win and to start off 2023 so far two and zero. Things, you know, things still need to be done. You know, still a lot of work. Free throws need to be hit, and and players need to be moved. But, um, you know, be excited. Knicks are right now sitting at the at the, at the number sixteen in the Eastern Conference, uh, tied with tied with um, with Indiana, and we will be playing Indiana in a couple of, in, um, over next week, which I think we're doing posting for that. Or I gotta check the schedule again. But. Um, you can always follow me if you don't know. If you don't agree with me, you can follow up, follow you know follow the fellow stakeholders. And if you don't agree with them, we're here a form for the fans, by the fans, for you, the fans. I'm Nick Abakayev on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Sangre Azul all day, every day. Peace out. Oh, um, who you got in the on, on, on the Gervonta fight, um, Steve? Oh, Tank. Oh, Tank. Okay. What, six round <laughs> TKO? What's going on? Oh, Want to make a prediction? He, 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 yeah, oh, man. I'm, uh, I might go a little deeper than that. Maybe like 10-ish. He, he, he always has that missile in that left hand of his, man. He, it, You can never go to sleep, man. It, that thing is yeah, always so, coming, man. Just so we know, that Dominican kid he's, he's, he's fighting is no slouch. But, oh, yeah, you know that. I think I think it'll go 11, um, maybe go the distance. Um, Tank will still win, but you know by you know by um, probably by split split or majority decision. 
Um, but you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. Dom, you want to you, you want to chime in, Mr. G? You guys want to chime in real quick? Oh, they bounce. They bounce. They they they. they uh, oh, they, they bounce. They oh, out. sorry. Well, we'll we will, you know we'll, we'll we'll recap that up real quick um, next week on Nickelback Fan Forum. I'm Nickelback Fan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Stock of this all day, every day, bleeding orange and blue, orange and blue on the Bleed Blue Show. Stock of blue, Bleed Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue.